think about death every single day. At first it was a fear. I was afraid to die. Still am afraid to die. It's a weird thing to think about actually, but yeah, that's how thinking about death started. Uh, and it's morphed over time into like this weird humbling experience, this, this motivating feeling this motivating thought process that I go through, this humbling thought process that I go through. Uh, and I'm not talking just around COVID. I'm talking from a young age, uh, 11, 12, really early introduction, even younger than that. I mean, I can go back to when I was a baby and a child and dealing with the death of my grandparents and how that affected me and, and, and how I processed that. And, uh, you know, it, getting older and dealing with, with death myself and, 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 you know, suicidal thoughts through as being a teenager and, and, and things like that, contemplating your own death, existential thoughts and shit like that. Right. So to, and I'm talking, thinking about death every single day since I was younger, it's, it's a very weird perspective to have on life. And I think it's, it is for me, it's something that I've had to attach myself to. So that's what this episode is about. I hope I have you on the edge of your seat. Cause I know I am. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, it's taken me a while to formulate my thoughts. I have fucking three and a half pages of, of notes that uh, are probably not going to get to all of them. But again, this can be a topic that we expand on and go deeper on. I hope you're all having a lovely day, morning, night, whatever you are experiencing right now. For me, it is September 27th, Sunday. I am sitting in Middle Earth Studios at my house. Uh, I have it set up now. If you've watched I Hate the Scene, it's got a backdrop. Um, my live streams from uh that i do on on facebook and wherever else they may be uh are gonna look a lot more pip if i do say so myself because we're getting the studios to where we want them to be uh and yeah so pretty excited about that that's where i'm at currently uh not working today but getting work done still always working always putting in some sort of work before i get to all the doom gloom of death i gotta get to some formalities as always this episode of the common chaos podcast is brought to you by fightback cbd fightback cbd is austin's number one cbd brand and i know you're thinking oh god another cbd sponsor everybody's got one hey you know you like cbd everybody likes cbd so get yourself some fucking phenomenal cbd fightback cbd was started by my friend justin mcclenny uh if you head on back to episode i believe it's 63 he is on, and he talks about this product and how he started it. Uh, he is a phenomenal human be human being who who lives to give back, and that's what uh, Fight Back is all about. He sponsors normal people, everyday people, uh, athletes, musicians, uh, young, old. It doesn't matter. All walks of life from all around the world. Uh, he has reached out. People have reached out to him, and he's been able to help them. He donates to charities. He donates to causes. He helps people uh, get into tournaments. He helps people uh, get scholarships. He helps people get into uh, where they need to financially. Uh, if he needs to help you out with like structuring your business, if he needs to for therapy, anything. This guy is a literal just mastermind on how to um, on how to just 
fucking structure your life in a way that's success and he he is a fucking wise man to, to listen to so uh listen to him and check out his product fightback cbd is a cbd product 100 organic 100 thc free uh he started it because he needed to use it himself he was having some some joint issues uh he does jujitsu and is a longtime musician and, and and wrestler and he's just been fucking active his entire life athlete and uh he was taking CBD and he's like, hey man, I want to be able to do this and not have to spend a whole shit ton of money on it. And then he spent a whole shit ton of money on making his own product and his own business. And it's been phenomenal. It's without a doubt Austin's favorite CBD. Uh, he is huge in the uh, ath- athletic uh, jiu-jitsu community out here, the uh, combat jiu-jitsu community, MMA community. Uh, he sponsors Bellator athletes. He sponsors uh, professional jiu-jitsu athletes. Um, Check him out, fightbackcbd.com. Right now, you can save 20% on your entire order by using the promo code CHAOS. That's right, CHAOS. He has uh, terpenes that he has introduced. I've talked about him before. He's introduced some new flavors, the Blue Dream flavor he just sent to me. He also has the Primetime Night flavor, which is 1,200 milligrams of CBD. Uh, He has the night version that also has melatonin and lavender in it. So if you like that herbal uh, maybe tea, have it in, in some tea that you're making or, or in a late night drink that you're having, uh, a hot toddy, drop some lavender and some melatonin in there, put your ass to sleep, fightbackcbd.com, save 20%, use the promo code CHAOS. This episode is also brought to you by Phoenix Fit, that is F-N-X-F-I-T, they are a fitness company uh, here in the United States based out of Utah. They are a company that I believe has kind of, I guess, taken over the fitness world, I guess. I don't know. Um, I know that they are doing this ambassador program where they're reaching out to people and their products and they're saying, hey, work with us. Uh, we'll hook up your listeners. We'll hook up your people because we believe in kind of the same thing Fightback CBD does in uh, reaching out to real people. And one of their main missions that they have on their website is do you train like an athlete? Hey, you don't have to necessarily be an athlete. Yes, they sponsor professional athletes, but you don't have to be a professional athlete to get the benefits of a company and a, and a, a brand like this. And and they have reached out to a couple hundred different ambassadors from throughout the country and uh, worked with them. We are one of them. Uh, and this is really cool. I think that this is something that is going to be picking up for a lot of a lot of uh, different companies and different brands that are starting and need to get recognition, right? Because social media and influencing and all that is the, the way of the future, or at least the way of the present. And in order to capitalize on that, you have to reach out to the real folks. So they reached out to, to me and they said, hey, would you, like to, would you like to do this? And I said, yeah, fuck yeah, why not? They sent me, sent me a couple packages. My next one's on the way. I'm getting a pair of shorts that look fucking comfortable as shit. Um, and I'm also getting a pre-workout. And it's funny because they reached out to me right after I hurt my leg. So they sent me recovery product uh, with a bunch of shit while well, I was doing my therapy. So I was doing my stretches and my, my like really slow locomotive uh, movements. I was able to take some BCAAs. Anyways, they're made right here in the United States. They, are, they have vegan, free, or, uh, vegan products. They have 100% uh, organic products. Uh, they are always 100% GMO free. And right now, any product you purchase, they are donating a gallon of water to a child and need and they have currently donated i've got it pulled up right here they have currently donated a total of 103,825 gallons of clean drinking water to children children in need that is fucking crazy 
Uh, they have a bunch of statistics on their website. They go into their cause. Uh, they say that 663 million people live without clean water, and that's nearly one in 10 people in the world. And that's kind of fucking crazy, right? Uh, and I know there's a lot of projects right now that are trying to desalinate ocean water to provide clean drinking water, and that's like a really big uh, project that I think... If I'm not mistaken, Justin Wren for Fight for Forgotten is is kind of involved in 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 a company that's working with that because obviously he's in the business of providing clean water for people as well. That's what Phoenix Fit does. Uh, so yes, they take care of of people that train like athletes by giving them access to great products and and great supplements and great equipment to use. Uh, and they're also taking care of people in need. And right now, as a listener of the podcast, they're going to take care of you. You can save 15% on your entire order by using the code CHAOSFNX. That's C-H-A-O-S-F-N-X. And you save 15% on your entire order. Plus, if you spend over $125, you get free shipping. Use the promo code CHAOSFNX. Save 15% and get free shipping over everything of $125. All right, guys. Back to death. Back to this doom and gloom. Here's what I have to say about it. I've always been afraid. I've always been afraid of death. Um, without going into like too much detail. I've just always had this fascination of like dying and not existing. And I guess that's a fear that a lot of people have, right? I've talked to a lot of people about it. I've reached out to hundreds of people probably on the topic. Uh, legitimately, I've, I've had to write papers for school on it. I've had to, I've had to deal with it in my personal life uh, before getting into communications and having to pick like social topics and ethical topics and things like that. I was going to school for psychology, so I also had to deal with that aspect of it. And uh, you know, I, I went a year and a half in, and and it was pretty, and it's pretty honed in on on that aspect, death and life and existential questions and morals and ethics and shit like that. And it just, I don't know. I was pretty emo, I guess, growing up. I was pretty, uh, not emo, but I was. I am a very emotional person, and death is just always something that's kind of fascinated me on this level that I can't comprehend, right? Because I've never experienced it personally, and when I do experience it, I'll never have a comprehension of the experience, and that's just a whole other thing. So, before I get into that, um, death has just always been in my on my mind, um, and. I'm challenging myself to become comfortable with it in whatever way I can. And I believe that obviously psychedelics is going to have to be a route, right? Psychedelics is probably going to be my closest friend to, uh, to death that I'm ever going to have because a lot of times you experience some sort of transformation. When I, when, I, when I did have a psychedelic experience, I did salvia and I did think I was dying. I had the experience that my life was ending and, and it was collapsing in this weird visual way where I was having uh, my life flash before my eyes. It was very kaleidoscopic, I guess, where it's, you know, visually weird shapes. And But I was seeing my life. I was seeing me younger. I was seeing my sister younger, me, us as kids. I was seeing my mom as a child, which was weird. And I just remember all of it in my head, knowing all of that's going to end, all of it's going to just come to a halt. And I, I couldn't get out like my love. I couldn't get out my, my emotions quick enough. And I was crying and it was very just like intense. Right. And for a couple of days after that, I was like in this, uh, what do they call it? In this permafried state where I thought I was tripping. Maybe, you know, I had to like pinch myself at work a couple of different times. 
And I was like, is this the afterlife? Am I in some weird sort of like limbo or purgatory where I'm just hanging out? And like, am I dead? Am I alive? Uh, it's, it, and it's just one of many experiences I've had that lasted weeks, months, however long. And never really got me comfortable with it, with death or the idea of death or the thought of death or the fact that it's going to happen. And, you know, I, as I get older and I, I know that it's, something we're all going to face, right? That's how fucking depressing this is, is we're all going to experience death, but we're also never going to experience death. And what I mean by that is, this is just like a idea I had one day, um, when the fear of death for us is, is brought along by the fear of loss, losing something or someone, uh, maybe even the fear of like failure and not accomplishing a task or seeing something through, right? I think the fear of death can manifest itself in some really weird and obscure ways. But it only comes about by these other fears of like emptiness or nothingness that we have if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, that's how I conceptualize death. When I think about death and blackness and I'm, it, what keeps me awake at night is the fact that one day the lights are just going to shut off and I'm going to be in total darkness for eternity. Well, what, was that mean? what does that mean? I'm just not going to see anything for eternity? Am I going to still have a feeling and a life and a body? Is there just going to be nothing? Like I'm just completely disconnected? What does that feel like? I, you, you, you don't know. You've never been there, right? There are people that have had uh, NDEs or near-death experiences. I've, I've spoken with a couple through uh, Instagram and Twitter and, and had some pretty like ex deep exchanges of, of, of what they experienced and what it was like and what they, they felt. And a lot of it seems euphoric and, and, and heavenly maybe or hellish maybe and this idea that maybe you're transitioning or going somewhere else or experiencing something beyond what we know is like reality, but is that real or are you just tripping a lot, right? And I'll get, I'll get back to the tripping aspect of death and, and DMT and why psychedelics, I think, help. I'm coming full circle. But other than these like physical and emotional experiences that we have of like what causes anguish and despair and grief. That's what we kind of wrap up and think of when we think of death, I guess, and we try to conceptualize it. Um, I know that cultures and societies and things look at death differently. Uh, if you watch the documentary on Netflix, Dark Tourists, which is a fucking phenomenal, uh, it's a docu-series. Uh, this gentleman just basically goes around the world and checks out all these dark tourist destinations, and he goes to a fucking some that are just intense, and they deal with death and ceremonial practices that go on when, when people within villages and cultures die. And, you know, death is a part of life that has been accepted by almost everybody. Everybody accepts it because you have to accept it, but different cultures and different societies have ways of dealing with it and processing it. Uh, I think in a weird way, that's, what's, that's where psychedelics come in. Uh, DMT, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is, is what we experience when we dream, and it's something that's in us naturally. It's in different parts of our body, our lungs and our liver, and it is 
processed when we come in, or it is exp- like it comes out, or ma- mist- whatever. Ma- 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 I don't know. It happens. It does its action when uh, we come in contact with these different chemicals. Uh, when we smoke or do a ayahuasca ceremony or whatever, and that's what inhibits these like visions and this these trips, right? Uh, from what I understand or I've heard or read somewhere, I guess, is that DMT your blo- your your brain gets flooded with it as you die, supposedly, um, and. I'm just, to me, it's like, okay, well, if I'm doing these drugs and it's causing me to experience what I believe is death, and this is a pretty common experience for people that do these drugs, you know, is there something there? Is there something that's connected? And I was high when I came up with this, but listen to what I have to say real quick before you disconnect. Uh... My buddy had smoked DMT, and I was listening to his experience, and he was talking about how he was experiencing death, what he thought was death, but something, he doesn't know what, was telling him that it was going to be okay. Everything will be okay. And death is a part of nature. Death happens anywhere and everywhere. Cells on a molecular level die. Humans die. Everything dies. Trees Everything dies. There's a life cycle and a span, stars, everything. Because everything dies, there's got to be some sort of response to that, right? And that's why fucking there's predator, there's prey, there's responses, there's, you know. And so uh, with that being the case, why wouldn't there be something that like prepares us for death? And I think that's what DMT is. I think that's what, when we have these trips and we, ta- we, we experience these things, it's DMT's, it's nature's way of telling you, hey, this is what you're going to experience. And that okay feeling that people have, that, that voice or that angel or the whatever spirit molecule that whispers, hey, everything's going to be fine. Just let go. <sighs> Exhale. Everything's going to be good. It's going to be okay. I think that that's nature's way of saying, hey, everything's going to be fine. You can't, You don't need to fear death because it's going to happen. It's not something to be feared. Yes, it happens in traumatic ways. People get in car accidents and bleed out and get shot and get stabbed and murdered and fucking horrific things happen. Yes. But the experience of death is something everybody has. But again, they're never going to experience it because there's not going to be that comprehension of oh hey i just died oh hey that's what death felt like that was crazy there's not going to be that afterthought or that we know of right so because we're never going to have that kind of comprehension and that oh it's over with that's all it was that's all death was oh cool purgatory oh cool heaven oh cool hell whatever that is dmt that trip that people experience is the brain's way of going hey it's okay you're going to do it, and there's no way to know whether or not you've experienced heaven, hell, or anything else. It's just done. And that's okay. It's going to be okay. That's my conception. Can, like, that's how I, my conceptualization of DMT, death, that whole realm. Um, does it make any sense, and is it true? I don't know. 
does it make sense? Yes. Uh, is it, it is that accurate? Probably not. Um, in a, my world, in my brain, yes, that's how it works. Um, and you know, I think that's what makes me want to experience psychedelics so much. And I think that's what, in a weird way, makes me kind of comfortable with death. Is that I, I do believe it. It's just a part of life and it is going to be okay what this heaven and this hell is other than being stories and uh archetypes to kind of or not archetypes but mechanisms to kind of control people over time and ideas and thoughts and morals and and goals and achievements in life has progressed because of this idea of good and evil and right and wrong and moral and just and immoral and that's why societies and culture and humanity has been able to progress right and that's just conceptualized into this well hey in the afterlife you're either going to have good or bad you're going to have heaven or hell honestly i don't you know i think your brain when you die is just overloaded and you don't really get to control what kind of experience you're having but i think that the act of dying uh, maybe people that have experienced near-death experiences ndes those those folk have maybe almost died and their brain went into that state of hey i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying but because of whatever intervention you're able to survive and you know you go back and you go oh i have seen the afterlife and it was glorious it was heaven because maybe you were in like a euphoric state or maybe as you were going out you thought of your friends and your family and you didn't panic and you you thought of the good times and it was kind of peaceful or maybe you were just like okay you, there was no panic or calm or you were high or drunk or out of it and you were just at peace with what was happening in the moment because you had no other reaction available, you know. Or maybe, yeah, you got in a car accident and your head's three-quarters severed off and you're bleeding out and it's traumatic and all you can think about is that one mistake you fucking made a year ago uh, when you fucking cheated or when you fucking uh, ratted your friend out for a fucking promotion or you did some shysty thing or you stole or you did that, that fucking cynical... Uh, that that sin when you did that bad thing you weren't supposed to do and that's the last thought you have before you die and it's a horrible death and all you have is this anguish and this regret and this gross feeling of of what you did and that's the hell right so you're just reacting to the act of death but once it's over what do you you're not going to experience anything right i mean unless we're just fucking all wrong and you know there is a heaven and there but I mean, I'm kind of on the basis of like, hey, it's facts, science, what I can see, feel, touch, hear, experience myself, and death is just, you're, you're not here anymore. And we're blessed in this weird universal way where we get to experience this thing called life and we're experiencing it for this short window. But there's also this bitter end where it's like, oh man, it just lights out. And the only way you can really, I think, become comfortable with that is experiencing it in some way. And I think that's what psychedelics do. And that's why I think psychedelics are crucial for when it comes to death and like assisted suicide and things like that, other moral topics. Um, yeah, I have down here that death manifests itself in fears, loss, loneliness, the dark, uh, fighting, uh, failed relationships, uh, failed successes, you know, failure, death, like there's, there's, it's conceptualized it in weird ways because we're just adjusted to how society and things work in 2020 and what's been shoved down our throats in the most technologically advanced time and the most progressed time ever, 
death is being shoved down our throats. We can't talk to people. We're not allowed to go outside. And I'm not making this political, you know, I, I will at some point, trust me, we will go down that rabbit hole and I will let everybody know how I feel about it. But it's right now, it's just like, hey, let's talk about the things that are good and let, like health and wellness and, and how to take care of yourself and your loved ones and how to just be courteous around people that may be ill and how we can have a better healthcare system and how we can take care of people better. But no, we're being just shoved into this bubble of fear and statistics and death and death and death and death and don't do it because everybody's afraid of death. So of course they're going to conform or listen to whatever's going on. I literally put a comment on Facebook today about your immune system and I guarantee you there's already 60 comments and there's arguments going on because there was 30 comments on it and the arguments were just starting when I was like, hey guys, let's not hijack this conversation. Let's make this like just very apparent. There doesn't need to be a bunch of fear out there. I'm just asking about health and immune systems. People were dropping facts and yelling at each other and already coming in with, you can't be afraid of this. And like, oh, I, my phone's been going off. I'm just, I laughed. I didn't even want to go in and look at it before I got on here because I, I can't even imagine what's going on. And I just mentioned the, like an immune system and people are throwing their opinions out there. Didn't mean to take it down that route, but it's 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 because death has just been put in front of our faces uh, nonstop for the better part of a year. And it's 2020, man. The, the fucking roaring 20s. We came in. I came in with a podcast about how badass the 2020s were going to be. But I did talk about how we could be entering a new depression. I did say that history could repeat itself. And this is the first time that we've had this really accurate look at 100 years. Well-documented, well-researched, well well-looked at and observed. This is the first time we have a really good record of a hundred years and what's going to happen. And I think we're having a little bit of a repeat. I think we're having a little bit of a repeat heading into this 2020 decade and the twenties of this new century. And it's fucking weird, right? I mean, it started off with death and terror. We're not allowed to travel. We can't go anywhere. We can't see our friends. We can't see our family. We can't fucking do anything fun and hang out like we want to because everyone's going to get sick and die. I'm trying to just become comfortable with it, man. I'm trying to do some mushrooms in California. I'll be in California <laughs> October uh, 7th to the 14th. I'm going to be doing podcasts with my friends. I'm going to be preparing for a wedding, and I'm trying to do some mushrooms and become comfortable with this uh, transition I'm going to eventually have to make someday, you know? I have a fucking, like, sinus headache, and I think I'm dying. Like, I'm such a fucking hypochondriac. And I don't know if that's okay because, again, my, my thought of death on an everyday basis went from being afraid of dying to just being alert, situational awareness. Like, I'm, I'm getting my concealed carry. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be another number on the fucking screen when it says 200,000 people dead. Like, I that's just fucking sucks, man. And I've become blessed in a way that I get to know people and speak with people and talk with people and, and have an idea of, 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 of what network and, and networking and a network of people that you can reach. And with that, I know a lot of people and I fucking know a lot of people that have come in contact with COVID and have this fucking thing or have had this thing. And man, you know, it's just, it sucks because it's just a statistic. It's like a fucking other number. And that's a weird way to put death, right? But like I said, it's a motivating emotion, the fear of death. It's a very motivating thing. For me, it is. I definitely don't want to get old and have regrets. And what's shoved down our throats right now? Dying with regret. 
because fucking, you know, everybody's an influencer. You want to make it before you die. That's the message everybody gets. Everybody wants to live up to some weird expectation. And if you don't, if you die before that expectation's met, you have failed. And that's a weird thing to fucking, like, try to digest. But that's uh, what I see. I see a lot of people feeding into that. And there's no dignity in just, like, experiencing a fun life and experiencing, like, a fun death, right? You have to work your ass off your entire life in order to make it in some weird expectational way. And you're just going to have the same fate as the dude that's been making it, telling you to, you got to make it? Like, I don't know. It's a weird... It's just... But, again, it's motivating. I don't want to die with regret. Again, I don't want to die with regret. I don't want to... I don't want to die not being able to experience things and go places and 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 have experiences with my loved ones and feel emotions and feel loss and feel love and feel anger and feel hate and feel all these things that I get to feel being a fucking human being in 2020 baby and you know what there's a fucking comet coming there's a, or a meteor heading right towards us a day before a, a day before a country could literally become split in two in a weird way that Again, I don't want to talk about because that's another episode in of itself. A meteor is heading right towards us. And it could be lights out for a lot of us. I hope you're comfortable. I hope I hope you're comfortable with death, people. If you're not, I have a supplement you can take. It's called Fight Back CBD. I'm just kidding. No, you don't have to take CBD to be okay with death. But I do think you need to take mushrooms or some acid. And I'm going to try to do some when I'm in California. What else do I got in my notes? Um, I put that I think about death every day. Uh, I'm normalized in a way. Has that affected me? Question mark? Probably. But again, I think I'm more alert. I think I'm, again, I don't want to be a statistic. I want to be safe. I want to be able to protect my friends and my family and my loved ones and the people around me and my team, my my coworkers, my, my people in my community. I want to be able to protect them and I want to be able to allow them to experience life, you know? And I think that that's what a lot of people are compelled to do right now. I think a lot of people are stepping up, especially when there's an argument against the people that do protect us, right? There's there's a social argument right now with law enforcement and the way people are policed. And around the world, there is uh, protest and controversy about how people are policed and governed. And, you know, hey, the way we've been living isn't necessarily the right or wrong way. It's just a way, right? And it can balance in either direction, chaotic or order. And what we have here is a lot of existential meaning, motion, a lot of things. There's just a lot of these factors that are coming in. And right now, there's just an overwhelming burden of death. And I think people need to become comfortable with that in order to escape it and in order in order to be able to like live in times like this, right? Because we're clearly in a weird time now. 2020 has been a weird year. We're about to enter this really weird time where it could be a lot more a lot more chaotic and a lot more unknowns, unprecedented times, right? Uh and so what can we do to be comfortable entering that? Because we already saw what happens when people aren't comfortable. Fucking shit hits the fan for a lot of people, right? And 
the more I think about death and the more I think about of how quick it can come for anybody, the more I think if people are really paying attention to shit like that. Like, did people really sit back and go, hey, my health is in order. Narrowly, narrowly escaped that one. Or, hey, I'm fucking, I better get my ass in shape and fucking cut back on a couple things and, and maybe, you know, fucking get my health in order, get, see a doctor, you know, make sure that my mental health is in order, make sure I'm not too stressed, because that's a huge factor, make sure that I'm not burdened, make sure that I'm financially prepared, make sure that I, my affairs are in order, because when shit hits the fan, it can hit the fan in a, in a very, very messy way, and sometimes it's hard to clean all that up, you know, uh, because it's a big mess, and, the mess depends on the size of the shit. And if you got a lot of shit going on, <laughs> you're going to have a hard mess to pick up, man. Uh, talked about the DMT. What happens after death? The fearing of the darkness, the fearing of the black. I think that that is something that's still really scary. You know, black is scary. But, um, you know, if I do some shrooms in California, you know it's going to be in Joshua Tree, baby. And I think that that's going to be quite the experience. Uh, either way, um, you know, the, the darkness thing. Anybody was afraid of the dark when they were younger? I was. I was for sure, but not crippling. It's not like I was afraid of the dark and I couldn't sleep in my bed or anything. You know, I, I mean, there were definitely the nights where I didn't. But there was never a crippling fear of the dark or monsters, right? But, again, for whatever reason, I'm a fucking afraid of death because I think of death as just nothing. That fear of... First, it's black, no feeling, no sight, no experience of light, color, nothing. And then it's like, oh, shit, what if I don't hear? What if I don't black? Like a fucking TV screen going off. And that's just, that's what induces, that's what fucking hits the real nerve. And then I start crying. And then I start thinking about all the things I haven't done in my life. And all the things that I've stupidly said or stupidly thought or stupidly acted on. That's how you die with regrets. People don't die with regrets. Failure compiles into a downward spiral, into a loss of control. No control equals no life. I don't know how high I was when I wrote that. Uh, I wrote, what happens after death? Uh, The uncertainty is what is crippling, at least for me. That's for sure. That's the uncertainty of death is what's crippling. Like, if I knew what happened after death, if it was like, hey, if you live a shitty life, you're going to have a shitty after, and that was fact, and we could be in, like, a lake of fire forever, I'd live a a lot better life. (laughs) Like, trust me. Uh, You know, but it's the uncertainty that's, that's, you know, fucking what's crazy about it is because I don't really know if that's what happens, and, like, I'm definitely going to live life because I know that that's also something that's possible. Like, the fact that there may be nothing and no other experience, I'm going to have as best a time as I can while I'm here. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to fucking do that. Uh, rather than fucking not rage my balls off because I want to have some goddamn fun, okay? I'm not going to join your church, Karen. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I went off on that. Anyways, guys, I think I went through all three and a half pages of my notes. In an hour, in a half hour, that's what, exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't go too deep because I didn't want this to be like a weird episode, but I wanted it to be emphasized that death is okay. It's a part of life. It's a part of nature and it happens and it's going to happen regardless of what you think. And, uh, you know, different people are going to come to terms with that in different ways. And if that's something that burdens you, if that's something that weighs heavy on you, there are ways to overcome it. Uh, I know that for me, it was a crippling fear, and now it is an introspective 
uh, observational experience that, uh, you know, I read about it a lot. I, I, again, it, it is a part of my life in a weird way. And just because I know it's going to be a part of my life one day and I want to just have an understanding of it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do think that there's something wrong with letting it control you in a way. And what I mean by that is that you're afraid to go out and, uh, you know, follow that opportunity that may come up. You're afraid to take that chance that in your gut you know is what you want to do. I'm not talking about going and spending $1,000 on lottery tickets and, you know, hoping to win it big. I'm talking like that real gut feeling, like this is my chance to really go and do something or go and see something or go and experience something or take a chance and experience this this moment or this 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 journey or this challenge and, and you want to go for it, maybe you should go for it. Don't worry about the failure that might come with it. Don't worry about the, the loss that might come with that opportunity and that chance because that ultimately is just given into death. That's just given into the idea and the thought of loss, failure, nothing of death. And I think that there's uh, Facebook going off, miss me. Uh, I think that there's something to be said for that kind of approach in life. I'm trying to exercise that as best as I can. But the next time that you're afraid to do something or you're uh, scared to try something or you're apprehensive towards an idea or a thought, even though it's fun, even though it's, man, I do want to do that. This is something I can do. This is something that I need. Don't act on that negative response because, again, that negative response is just a manifestation of death in 2020. Wow. Dang, a manifestation of death. Who's deep, motherfuckers? Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm glad I got this one out. It was a long time coming, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, I love you guys. CommonChaos.net for all your common chaos needs. You're still getting free merch while I have it left. Um, I think I've got less than 20 shirts, so give me your email addresses, give me your sizes and your designs, and I will get you the shirts for free. Um... Yeah, of Brian, of death on Instagram and Twitter. That's what's up. Um, You can listen to all my rants and all my raves. uh, And The Common Chaos on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Once again, fightbackcbd.com. Save 20% on your entire order by using the promo code chaos. Phoenixfit.com. Save 15% on a 100% American-made fitness apparel equipment and supplementation by using the code chaosfnx at phoenixfit.com uh thank you guys for listening uh please give this a like a share subscribe and share this with your friends please get it out there leave comments on uh apple Podcasts, stitcher wherever you can leave comments um please do so i want to know what you guys hear about this engage with me on facebook uh all the social medias i love you i really really do And you're going to get another one out of me before I'm in California, I promise you. So, love you guys. Take it easy.